Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Being Hot is Hard, where we discuss beauty trends that make us feel bad so we can look good. I'm Nina Oyama. I'm Zoe B. And I'm Cass Page. And in the words of Beyonce, I woke up like this. The future's my face. The future's my face. The future. The future. The future's my face. We did not wake up like this, no, though. No, we didn't. Not at all. We didn't. I, Beyonce didn't either. I think that was really rude. No, Beyonce is a perfect angel from heaven. She that she can do no wrong, and she probably looks flawless all the time. I'm kidding. She probably has a glam squad. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of glam squads, today we're going to talk about makeup, which is why we picked the quote, I woke up like this, because none of us do wake up like good. Well, at least I don't. I'm sure oh, we all do. That's actually very like self-effacing to be like, all women wake up fugly, but like... I guess, like, we all put on makeup and we all present ourselves in a certain way. That is not the same as when we wake up. Yes, exactly. When I wake up, one eye is kind of, like, still stuck closed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there will be, like, lines from my pillow on my face and some drool dried. Oh, I, I always it. wake up with, like, I don't know, I think I must cry in my sleep or something. There's always dried stuff around my eyes. <laughs> same. I get, like, mad sleep. Whenever I think of, like, waking up, yeah, you know that scene in, like, Bridesmaids where, like, Kirsten Wig is, like, dating John Hamm and then she, like, before he wakes up, she gets out of bed and does, like, a full face of makeup and brushes her teeth and then she she lies back in bed as if she was there the whole time? Yeah, I I have done that before. Not super, but really? I've got... Really? Like, well, I, there's been times where I've woken up and the person has not woken up yet and I'm, like, going to the bathroom or whatever and I'm like, well, while I'm here and I'll, like, wash away all that weird thing from... I don't I I don't know if I cry in my sleep or not. And then like if there's any dry patches on my face, just quickly giving them a moisturize and maybe brushing my teeth and then just jumping back into bed. That's fucking cheeky, Cass. Yeah. That's cheeky. It's smart. I've never I've never I was thought... already up. Like I it's not like I'm getting up to be like, I gotta look beautiful, but I'm like, well, I'm in the bathroom and I can notice dry patches. Why wouldn't I simply moisturize? Yeah, I was going to do it anyway. The idea of like like waking up before someone else for me is just like the most shocking thing. Like every time like they've been like, "Hey, morning." And I'm like, "Ah, no." I'm like that's drool like on my pit. I'm just like <laughs> sleeping in a puddle and everyone's like, Ugh. "But I feel like if I was in that same situation as Kirsten Wig, I probably would have got- I've been in a relationship for like four years now so I don't, I don't know what it's like to like I don't remember the dark days but I feel like in those situations I would yeah. sorry that's so mean I don't remember being oh, single and no, alone. It's, no it's hell yeah. um don't worry I'm sure it'll, it's hard I'll, it'll happen to me again soon I'm sure no being single <laughs> is fine dating 
horrific. Yeah, yeah. But don't, I feel like if I had a one night stand and woke up next to someone, I probably would have like been drinking a lot. I probably would have worn like a full face of makeup to bed and then woken up with like mascara eyeliner. Perfect. No, not perfect. But like, you know, yeah. you kind of like have yeah. the residue of last night's fucking makeup. So you can kind of get away with still looking like a little bit better than you normally would if you, <laughs> you know, cause like when I go to bed, I like put on a fuck ton of creams and I wake up all shiny and. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. nice. Like you, you wake up fresh if you do use full skincare routine before bed, so you look good anyway. The instance I have mentioned, I did not do the full skincare routine, so I woke up with dry patches. I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, I have. I had one night when I, I went home with someone, and then the next day I was like, ah. Oh, clever i'm clever i remember all the cheeky hacks so that you can like wash your face and stuff in the morning because i had makeup on and i've got greasy lids so my makeup just runs it looks atrocious it just it just doesn't hold and i was like i got this i'm clever and i was like hey where's your olive oil do you have olive oil because you can just use that in a pinch to get rid of makeup what and he was like uh i have garlic olive oil and i'm just like no. Ah! <laughs> and I'm like, uh, co- coconut oil? And he was like, no. I'm like, do you, do you have any anything else? Like margarine? I'm like, uh. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'd like, I had a meeting the next day over FaceTime and I was like, I'll just take it here. And I was in the bathroom scrubbing my eyes with toilet paper being like, I'm giving myself wrinkles. Oh, I hate this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You should have just used that garlic olive oil. I, I could, yeah. Can you imagine? Because you cut garlic and then it your fingers smell so like Italian. garlic. Yeah. I know, but just the idea of being in a house, having my finger smell of garlic, being able to smell garlic permanently because there's garlic in my eyes. Yeah. Like I've massaged garlic-infused olive oil onto my lashes. It's not such a bad smell. You know, whenever people cook garlic in my house, I'm always like, it smells good. Like You never, you never you know, want to apply like, it to your be face. Like, Babe, why do you smell like a pizza? Like, I'm here for this. Yeah. You know? It's like, mm, I'm hungry. Do you want to go get breakfast? Yeah, fragrance. <laughs> Look, I'm all about the choice to cut out the middleman and say, I love the taste of garlic. Every meal I'm going to cook is probably going to have it if it's going to be savory. Don't really cook many sweet things. Done. Garlic-infused olive oil is all I need. But for me in that moment, riding the high of being like, I am clever. I am a smart woman who knows how to do things in a pinch and being like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Why, why, why don't you have olive oil? <laughs> I don't know. If a man doesn't have olive oil, he's not worth dating yeah. Imho. Um, shall we all go through our makeup routines? Because I'm feeling a bit like, I feel like we all don't use makeup the same way necessarily. Yeah. Because Nina, you do you do like uh, my skin but better, my face but better kind of style. Yeah, but I, like, cake it on. Like, I'm, like, you know the, when you watch a YouTube tutorial and it was, like, um, this is my no makeup makeup. And then she takes, like, 40 minutes to put on, like, three different layers of powder oh foundation my God. and, like, powder. That's literally, like, me. I'm, like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. wearing any makeup. But I do do a real big cat wing. Like, what is it? Cat wing? Bat cat, wing? Yeah. Cat wing? eye? Cat eye. Cat eye? I don't know what the fuck it's called. So I do the thing where you, like, contour your face under your makeup, which I realize is a very, like, 2014 thing to do. Like, a... Mm. But it works well, I think. And then you just, and then I put on powder. Do I go through the whole thing? I'll go through the whole thing. Yeah, we want to know the the gritty details. Drop the makeup routine. (laughs) Drop it in the comments, sis. So I wear primer because my skin is super oily. And then after primer, I put on foundation. And like sometimes, because I'm trying to do this thing where I use up all my products. And for some reason, I bought a lot of products during lockdown. And so I bought all this concealer for like no apparent reason. So now I've just used concealer as foundation and it 
it works. Fuck yeah. So I put that all over my face and then I go in with a contour stick and then I give myself cheekbones. <laughs> I don't have any cheekbones. I just make them for myself. Um, And then I go in with a cream blush and I give myself blush, <laughs> a blush yeah. face. And I also blush the top of my nose now so it looks like, like I have a bit of a sun-kissed vibe. Aww. Um, and then I usually over I overdo it too much with the blush. Then I have to go in with um, a concealer and then like a light concealer and then kind of like carve out my cheekbones yep. again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is so fucked. This is like not even halfway through. Uh, anyway, yeah. But um, and this is every day. This is well. This is like everyday makeup for when I go and leave the house. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I go and do a gig, this is like the makeup that I'll wear. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't look super heavy, but it is super heavy. But anyway, so then I after that I go in with um cream. What's that stuff? Highlighter, and I put it on yep. my cheekbones and my eyes, mm. and then I blend it out with a brush. And then that's kind of like my face base. And I can kind of leave the house in that if I wanted to. But then I always go in and I set it with a powder because my skin gets super oily. And then I do my eyes. And for my eyes, I don't put on any eye primer anymore because I think it's just a waste. I think it's a scam. And I have really oily lids. And I find the best way to manage oily lids is just like by putting a fuck ton of eyeshadow on. And then if you're doing eyeliner, you just do it on the – if you're doing a cat wing, you just put it on the edges of your eyes and don't actually bring it around your entire lid oh okay it's a sneaky little hack that i saw from tiktok and then i was like this rules so yeah so i usually just do like a basic eye look which i don't know does it matter what it no okay i'll have the confidence (laughs) i always get i always like talk so much shit and then someone's like you know what do you think and i'm like oh i'm shy i don't know (laughs) i don't know i don't so bad at makeup but right now this is like a separate conversation, but I'm really into like heating pan on my eyeshadows because I have yes. too many eyeshadows and heating pans where you hit the silver thing at the bottom. So right now I'm trying to use as much eyeshadow as possible. And I just, I do like a light, what's it called? A base shade. I have like a white transition, mm-hmm. a white base shade, which I put on like the first layer. Then I go in with a transition shade, which is like a light brown. Mm-hmm. It's yep. in my Tarte Amazonian clay palette. It's called Bold, but it's not bold. It's really fucking natural. <laughs> and then after that, I put in the corner, like the sides of my eyes, I put in like a kind of darker gray color, which I blend out into the middle. And then I do like a wing on top of that for eyeliner. Mm. But it's pretty fun. It's just fun because like the other day, I just like hitting pan. It just makes me feel so satisfied because I'm like, I'm using my products. That's so good though. <laughs> I love how much you love hitting pan because whenever I, I, I've hit pan twice since i've met you and every time it's happened i've been like nina would be proud yeah i literally have i think i'm obsessed with pan porn because it's just a bunch of people did the thing where they just got really stressed during lockdown and then retail therapy by buying a fuck ton of eyeshadow palettes that's mm-hmm. the main thing it's like these fucking oh 18 so it's like a palettes. result of covid well it's kind of like a it's like a Marie Kondo thing i think people go through like makeup phases when they discover mm. sephora and then they go oh yeah. there's like this whole world of beautiful eyeshadows and glitters and like they watch youtube tutorials and there's a lot of people i don't get this because like i don't have a fantasy self but i think a lot of people watch like nikki tutorials or like jackie Ina, and then you know how they do like full glam with the cut crease oh mm-hmm. yeah and like they're like oh like my fantasy self does that every day it's like when i was in high school and i watched gossip girl and they all wear high heels to school and i was like i bought all these like high heels but i would never wear them to school because no one wears high heels to school in australia but i was <laughs> yeah. like one and day it's hard to do that all day yeah, yeah it hurts. that's damaging but i was like my fantasy self like wears high heels everywhere like it wears stilettos all the time like that was yeah. my dream i've never heard the concept of fantasy self really yeah it's something that i just discovered through like makeup stuff 
But um, anyway, basically all these people just buy like fuck tons of eyeshadow palettes and then they like basically wake up from a fever dream, like coma <laughs> of just buying shit and they go, oh no, I have enough eyeshadow to like literally last me 20 years. So then what they start doing is working through the palettes and making sure that they're working and hitting pan because that means that they're getting their money's worth. Because, yeah. like, a lot of these palettes are, like, $100 or over, and so they're, like, Pat McGrath is, like, the main expensive one that everyone's like, oh, I bought this $200 palette that I didn't need. Yes. God, it's so much money. It's so much fucking money. Like, even for me during COVID, like, Mecca had a sale and Mecca never has sales, and I bought this Nas palette that I was just like, why did I buy this? Like... But it's fine. It's oh, got- but we've all we've all been there though. We've oh, all yeah. bought a palette and you've like it's rocked up and either it hasn't been as good as you've wanted it to be, or you've just been like, Why did I buy this yeah. to begin with? It's like I don't need this. I remember the first major palette that I bought, because I used to always get like I probably not the safest or most hygienic, but I always used to get hand me down makeup mm. or makeup that people had gotten. Uh, like my nana always used to get free makeup or she'd like get bored of it, so she'd just give it to us. And so the- you get makeup as a teenager, I think. Yeah. And th- there's such a difference, I reckon, between like Gen Z and millennials because my makeup was just my mum's old makeup. And then it wasn't until I was like in my 20s and had my own money that I was like, oh, I can just like buy yeah. the stuff that I want instead of kind of hoping that mum will get something good soon and bore of it. Well, also, don't you think as well, like with Sephora, like Sephora existing, like, it changed the game. Um, mm-hmm. No, but it really did because it was yeah. like, oh, high-end palettes and, like, this idea of, like, brands that are fancy, like, but makeup-specific fancy. Like, I always yeah. just thought there was, like, drugstore makeup, like, Maybelline and shit, and then it was, like, Chanel. And it was like, there's no way in hell you'll be able to, like, afford Chanel. So, like, don't even consider that. But then Sephora yeah. comes along and they had this kind of mid-range prices for things that are, like, inverted commas, high-end. Yeah, mm. you could you could feasibly imagine yourself splurging. Or you could splash out on yourself and be like, I'm buying myself something nice, but it's not it's not horrendous. You can justify making a purchase for yeah. yourself in that way. Yeah. And I the first palette I ever bought, I think it was the only one I ever bought, was the Too Faced Peach palette. And I think I bought that because there were some really beautiful colours in there and I wanted to use those specific ones. And then I got it and they, what I ended up doing was buying Z palettes and decanting them, decanting all the makeup I had into these Z palettes and I broke them down into... Oh my, which so upset people I knew at the time. They were like, why are you destroying the palettes? I'm like, because I want to make sure I'm using them. So I have a small Z palette at the moment, which has the colors that I use and like, and then a bigger Z palette for all the other colors that I don't use as often. And it made me realize that all of the palettes that you buy are mostly neutrals and they're mostly the same color. And I just Mm -hmm. haven't been able to justify buying another palette again. So what I've been doing is buying tiny ones that have one or two colors in them or yeah. the single the single shade ones and even then i still have too much and it's upsetting <laughs> dude that's you're a genius though because like i never figured that out until this year like i was like i have to have all the shades and so now i have like four palettes and i only ever use one yeah realistically but that's like one of the things so in so with oh, um reddit oh, pan porn forum they have like all these little offshoots and one of them is called makeup rehab and it's kind of a joke on like the main reddit page for makeup is called makeup addiction so makeup oh. <laughs> rehab is like it's like the opposite but i think it's also people genuinely trying to rehabilitate their spending but one of the things they suggest is actually depotting eyeshadows into little z palettes because then you mm. learn that pretty much all the palettes that get bought have the same color story and the yeah. reason people respond to them really well is because they'll put like a crazy yellow or like a crazy blue or like a crazy glitter and then everyone like just looks at the colorful thing and goes, "Oh my god, I want that." But like yeah. 
It's mm. literally the same colour story as all their previous things. Yeah. I think that is 100% correct. And whenever, if I'm ever speaking to someone who is new to makeup, I'm like, buy one palette that you like, and then, you've, then you're set for neutrals for probably the rest of your life, to be honest. Really? <laughs> um, depending, I mean, for me, I'm set for neutrals for the rest of my days because I don't really <laughs> wear makeup very often, but... Oh my god, you buy one palette and then you can just buy single colors. And oh, what's that Zoe? There's a website that you always recommend, ColourPop, and you can ColourPop, cust- yeah. You can customize things so you never actually have to buy neutrals again because it it just is a way to it's filler. It is it's filler. filler. Yeah. Wait, I haven't finished my makeup routine. Yeah, go go go. <laughs> go, go, go. Well, yeah. wait. So, after I do my eyes, then I do my eyebrows with sorry. I'm just like, this is so inane. This is my favorite thing yeah. is to talk about stupid makeup stuff. Now I have to do it. I'm like, oh my God, it's so boring. <laughs> so I do, I put in like an eyebrow pencil and then I just like do a, like a eyebrow mascara, I guess. Yep. Oh do, yeah. Has anyone else's eyebrows like gotten like more full? Cause mine have. No. What oh. are you talking about? Well, okay. So like the front of my eyebrows, cause like when I was in year eight, I waxed them off like literally like halfway to my eye like wax this entire section off and so like now it's super thin here and i have a theory it's because like i use a spoolie and i scrape it through with a mascara wand every day and i think it's like the act of hair being brushed is like making it grow more Aww. oh i have i've heard of that i have no idea if it's true or not but i read something that's like oh if you run a spoolie and you brush your eyelashes every day they're going to be longer and thicker i truly believe that Based really? on my eyebrows. Well, maybe signs. I'll start trying it. Yeah, I'm Do thinking it. of all the spare bullies I've got in my house, and I'm like, maybe. I know, I'm going to try and get like for. Bambi Northwood Blythe, like a strong <laughs> Cara Delevingne brow just by, Fuck yeah. just by brushing them. But yeah, and then after that, I go in with like a powder for my entire face, and then I do a powder bronzer, and then I do a powder blush, and I do the same places like on my nose and shit. And then I go in with another powder, and the last thing I do is just like wipe highlighter on my cheekbones. And then Aww. I put on like a lip tint and then I'm done. And it usually it's takes beautiful. me 45 minutes, which yeah. I'm not proud of that. But like I listen to a podcast and it makes me feel good. Well, that's nice. It's like a ritual. I think rituals yeah. are really important and I think they're quite good for you to have rituals like that. It's meditative. Yeah. Mm. I had um, years and years ago when my mental health was really bad, I was obviously in therapy, uh, still am. Brag much. We love therapy. The rest of my life. Love therapy. Love my therapist. She's a fucking queen. I don't have a therapist, full disclosure. Oh, you got to get one. I'm too mentally healthy. Psych. I'm so fucking depressed. I should probably go to therapy. (laughs) Anyway. The best skincare is a therapist. (laughs) Well, I had this really weird thing. So, like, obviously therapy is, is like, kind of dating where you've got to kind of try out a couple until you find the one that you like. Mm. And my now therapist, who I've had for about 10 years now, was the fourth or fifth therapist that I had met. Wow, therapist slut much? I know, <laughs> she's a slang. <laughs> no, hey, it's um, great to find a woman who knows what she wants and isn't afraid to go after it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I, every like second session I'd be like, I don't like them, I want a new one. This is bad. They make me talk about my feelings, and I don't like that at all. You're like a therapy fuckboy. You're like ghosting yeah. all these therapists. They're like, so pretty much. When I'm you pretty sure I next? owe one of them money. Like, <laughs> I just, I just was so useless, and I was like, nah, fuck this, man. Like another, another, another. And so eventually, I found this therapist. And the reason that I've stuck with her for so long is because she was one of those therapists that 
figures out what kind of person you are and then tailors your therapy to that. I think you're going to be like, she's one of those therapists that, like, lets me see other therapists. <laughs> she's We're like a, a polytherapist. Therapist, yeah, consensual yeah. non-monogamous relationship. And she gives me polytherapy. Yeah. I, oh, God. Well, maybe, look, yeah. I think she'd be chill if I saw other therapists. Uh, I'll ask her next time I see her. <laughs> she'd be but like, babe, I just want to make sure that you are getting what you need. Yeah, I just want you to be happy. But you wouldn't and mind if, if I saw happy. other clients, right? I don't mind if you see other clients. That's true. I she will is, think about it constantly. She is seeing other clients, so it you is, are I being am her most cheated important on. Client, though, You're being so. cheated on by a therapist. Mm. Um. I should I should bring this up and be like, really, I'm struggling with commitment issues until you can get rid of your other clients. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be healthy. Um, get like the you have to calls. tell me about yeah. them. Yeah, isn't that yeah, the thing you have with to tell like me. ethically non-monogamous s- relationship is you have to have like a Google Doc schedule and then you have to yeah. tell everyone about what time and who. I'm super is that open a rule? and honest about it. Well, I'm pretty sure that's how like well-organized polycules do their shit. I don't yeah. know. I heard some podcasts about it. It was very, it was like a throwaway thing. But I was like, oh my God, of course, a Google Drive. The fucking, like, that's genius. It's so succinct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the things that we can do with Google Drive. Like, can you even imagine being in a polycule in, like, 2001? Oh, you'd, I don't want no. to. You'd be no. fucked. You'd have to We're all in low-waisted jeans as well. Like, no <laughs> one's going for me, let alone two or more. That's not true, Cass. If it was 2001, I would be in a polycule with you. Just thank you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We'd, I think we'd be a high-functioning polycule. Yeah. We'd be a great polycule. Imagine just, all that together we could three hit pan. seven-year-olds yeah. <laughs> going, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> You're my girlfriend and you're my girlfriend and you're my girlfriend. Today at school I learned about polycule and I'm in one. That's that's great, huh? I actually love uh, that for modern children being like, yes, today I'm in a, a polyamorous <laughs> relationship with my five boyfriends and my three girlfriends. That The kids do that, though. I remember like when you're a kid you're talking to other kids sometimes kids are like i have two boyfriends you're like oh, i know but like cool. now you can be like oh my god you're poly <laughs> like that's beautiful or like the kid that would like come out as queer like a little bit too early and like because obviously they had older siblings oh. and they were like maybe i'm gay and you're like oh what does that mean <laughs> oh explain more yeah i wish that was that, that kid <laughs> I came, I came, all right, this is a fun story for Nina. I came out twice because my dad forgot. I came out <laughs> twice because my mum forgot. Hell yeah! And I've never officially come out to my dad, so. Oh. oh, I didn't, I don't think I ever came out. I just started saying shit and they had to cop it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in my life has had to deal with it the same way. <laughs> like, oh. So funny. No, no, I, I mentioned my gender fluidity really casually to my parents and they had to, because I mentioned it so casually, it just wasn't a thing. Oh, yeah, but that's and the thing. W- you just drop it in and assume it's knowledge. <laughs> yeah, and it was, my dad, my dad is like an old, like he, he's like in his 50s and he's trying his best and, and you know, like you got to props for that. And it one of his friend's kids asked for a binder and my dad was like what does that mean and I was like explaining what the purpose of a binder is and I was like so if they're trans or if they're you know gender fluid like I am and he's like and if I didn't know what that meant what does that mean and I was (laughs) like well it means gender doesn't really exist and I go by certain sets of pronouns and blah 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 and he was like okay does your mom know I was like oh maybe hold on mom (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna ask so do you like Cause you are a big fan of makeup. Does that like mm. does that intersect with your queerness in 
Anyway. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, I think there's like, I I never do makeup to 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 finger quote like look pretty. Mm. Like, I think there's never a part of me. I think that's not true. Not to say never, because there are moments where I'm like, oh, imagine what looking like this very cis, very heteronormative idea of beautiful would be and I play around with that hmm. but then most of the time I'm just like slapping paint on my face being like ah sick that looks good yeah and so it's it's kind of like another way of expressing my queerness as well I think that's the thing like so for ages I had like the 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 eyebrow slit yeah you know um, <laughs> yeah yeah um, and then now I've just shaved off most of my eyebrows and I just have like the tiniest bit at the front and now I draw them in a big straight line diagonally yes. up to my forehead. Very TikTok of you, very e-girl TikTok <laughs> vibe. I just was like, oh, I didn't realise that was an option. I can just like fuck them off, cool, and just started like shaving them more and more because the slit just got bigger and bigger and then I was like, whoop. What if it wasn't oh, so much a gap as an absence? <laughs> yeah, and so now I like and I like I changed that and then everything – it stopped being about trying to look better, a, a better, ver- the best version of my natural self because I was like, nah, that's boring. Mm. Like, mm. I don't, I'm not trying to impress, not to say that like makeup is worn to impress, but like when I go out, I'm not trying to like woo straight guys. Like, yes. You know, so I'm not doing like, you know, very standard things. I'm like, what if I draw two big X's on my eyes? and, like, a weird, like, Satan mouth, and let's say, like, if that's good for the pub. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know it's not good for cool. the pub. Introduce the yeah. pub. Yeah, so it just it just stopped being, like, especially because I don't dress, oh, no, like, I, I dress quite queer. I was going to say, like, oh, I don't dress exceptionally queer, and then I'm just thinking about the overalls. You're wearing a giant the- flannelette. Yeah, you are yeah, literally yeah, wearing, wearing, you're oh, wearing the bag. Janice's like baby friend. What's, the, what's yeah, Janice's yeah, friend? Yeah, I was going to be like, oh. From Mean Girls, uh, um, like, I can lend you a uh, shirt. Damien. Yeah. Yeah, like, that is the shirt that I'm wearing. I've got, like, baby baby blue docks on and, like, baggy shorts. I'm like, I look and fucking gay. And your hair gay. looks like Miley Cyrus, um, yeah, modern-day yeah, I- Miley Mullet Cyrus. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm living I, for this, by the way. I'm living for your hair. It is great. Yeah, I think the more, like, as, as a teen, it was really important for me to look different, like, um, it was really important. I was like an alternative kid and like a bit goth and a bit emo and all that. So like I fucked up my hair quite a bit and did like crazy dumb shit constantly. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, imagine if you just kind of like pulled back and didn't do these crazy things all the time. And I was like, that's a path I haven't experienced. Normcore. Yeah, normcore. And so I stopped cutting my hair and I stopped doing, like I threw out all my flannels. I was like, what if like you are like jeans and a smart shirt kind of person? What's that TikTok that's like, this is what I would look like if I was straight. If I was straight. (laughs) And then they like take off all their makeup (laughs) and like take off all their cool clothes and put on like a little scarf and you're like, ugh. That's kind of what I did for a couple of years after my last breakup. I felt really um, like just, I guess like not pretty mm. and like not attractive. And I was like, oh, I should work on that. And then I went into this idea of like, well, what is like the the normal idea of beautiful and pretty and stuff like that? And I was like, I will conform to these standards because I want to feel beautiful. Mm. So I did that. I grew my hair out. I had like a shaved like undercut thing where I just had like a big tuft of my curly hair left on top. Mm. And I grew it out and I just like grew really, really long. It was about halfway down my back. I would straighten it every day. 
And then just like really like neutral eyes, like started doing my brows, started contouring my nose and do that every day. And then slowly but surely I started fucking around with makeup in an artistic way instead of just uh, like my face but better, but better mm-hmm. way. And so I was like, what if I start doing this weird stuff, which which goes back to to this the therapist that I was talking about before because she encouraged me to practice mindfulness with makeup. Oh, yeah. And How so? Well, it became so. I, I suffer from really bad um, depression and anxiety. And so every now and then, and by every now and then, at the time, every day, like now it is an every now and then thing, um, but I would just get these overwhelming feelings of sadness and anxiety, which I the only thing that I can ever compare it to is like grief. Mm. Wow. Like that's the only emotion that I can be like, that's what it feels kind of like. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that would just like hit in the middle of the day for no apparent reason. And I'd be like, oh no, gotta go cry and lay down for four hours until this passes. Mm. And I was talking to my therapist about it and I was like, I don't, I don't know how to shake these feelings. I don't know how to get my head out of it. Like I know that it is just like a chemical imbalance. I know that this isn't like nothing. It's nothing trauma based. Mm. How do I work through this? And she was like, well, what do you like doing? And I was like, um, I like putting on makeup, like that's something I find fun. And she was like, okay, just do that whenever you feel weird. And I was like, I, I can't just do that whenever. And she's like, just whenever you feel weird, just do that. So, like, my poor mom has seen me, like, walk out of my room at, like, 2 a.m. with, like, a full face of makeup, like a wig and shit. I was like, I'm ready. Uh, I feel great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and so then when it was for the experience of actually doing it instead of, like trying to achieve a look, I was like, oh, I just can play with things and I can play with colour and I can play with like texture and stuff. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like this is a really fun way to just do something creative. And then, of course, like the internet's so good with that at the moment. So I started looking at like, you know, all the different makeup artists on YouTube and and trying to copy that and being like, oh, is that something I can achieve? Is that like a doable thing? Yeah. Um, I think for ages I was playing with – uh, what's it called? Rigid collodion. What's that? I think that's how you pronounce what it. Is? So it's like it's like a scar, a makeup like thing that you put on that like scars and puckers your skin. Whoa! Oh yeah. And so I would do like these big like like cuts like oh cuts like 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 scarred skin down my face to just like play with that and play with the texture of it and be like, what does that look like if I was rather than just having like a cheekbone that's cut with contour? What if I cut it like? into my skin. That's Oh sick. yeah. Yeah, so we'd start playing so I started playing with with doing things differently and using the products differently. And it just became this fun thing that I would do just just purely for me because when you're doing your makeup at 2 in the morning, no one's going to say that. You're, yeah. No one's going to say it. Like <laughs> I'm not wearing it to go you. out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like at 20 minutes later I'll wash it all off, but it it was just about the process of playing with the materials and learning what the materials can do. And then it just seeped into my day-to-day where everything became, like, if I have time to do makeup, and I'm very much one of those people that either I'm wearing, like, a full face or I'm not wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. those those are your options. Um, and so if I had the time, if I had the energy to do a full face of makeup before I went to work or went out or whatever, it would be, like, this insane fucking look. 
and then I'd be like, you're like sick. What if 2am butt outside? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what if I pull this outside? Cause it looks good. And I feel confident wearing it because I've practiced my mindfulness. I've focused on me for a certain period of time, which was like the whole reason why doing my makeup worked Mm. because I'd like lots of other things. I used to like bake. That's a very expensive way to practice mindfulness, but if you can afford it, it's a very fun way of doing Mm. it. And it's like all these other little arts and crafty things that I would do to like just keep my brain occupied. And then makeup seemed to be the one that I just really, really connected with and just ran with. And so then everything became like stupid in a way. Like I wasn't like the looks were stupid and I was happy to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they're Um, bringing you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just for you. I think it's just for me. And I think that's also that thing where you like as a queer woman, you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. To, to attract, like, this cis male attention. I'm not trying to, like, you know, when I go to the pub, like, the people who look at, the, like, something weird and find it attractive are more likely than not, like, queer people or, or weird people themselves. Yeah. And so you're like, Into those the are the people shit. I'm trying to It's attract. a good yeah, way to like, weed well, them out. Progressive and open-minded. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I think I have dated straight men and I think there's always that, like, th- that uncomfortable thing that comes with like when you've got like you know big dick energy and you're dating a dude and he's like oh this is my fragile masculinity is is compromised because of this yeah and I also think there is something to say for like not catering to the male gaze or like mm. yeah I don't know if I talked about it before but it was like when I got an undercut and I started wearing my hair mm. and, like a little bun on my head with like a number one buzz cut underneath it's like yeah. that's a deliberate like rebellion against yeah. what society yeah. thinks a woman should be. And so I think it's, like, yeah. kind of cool. I haven't gone to the place with makeup, though. I'm still, like, I'm doing my little, I just play, my little wig just, and my little lipstick. Like I'm- <laughs> I think it's just, it's just fun. And if you're doing it purely for you, because, like, hearing you guys talk earlier in the episode about, like, your neutral pans, and I was like, do I own a neutral pan? Uh- <laughs> like, I was like, I don't have that experience at all. So for me, I've got, like, off the top of my head, I've got, like, four or five palettes that I use. Mm-hmm. And all of them are colourful and there are very few, like, neutrals. And if if I'm doing, like, a neutral, it's purely to make my wing liner look more dramatic. <laughs> um, and then even then, like, my day-to-day, my go-to makeup is, like, a, a huge wing. Fuck off lashes, like, that, that kind of droop your eye a little bit because they're so heavy. <laughs> And then, mm. like, that e-girl pop of colour, like, in the... Um, oh, I in the corner of your eye, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's always got to be, like, a fluorescent. So I, like, went out and bought a bunch of neon colours and I was like, yes, this is good. That's because so it, it is, like Nina said, like, that rebellion from... The male gaze, from, like, yeah. The male gaze, and especially when men are like, oh, I think you look more beautiful without makeup. Yeah. And you're like, I'm, yeah. Well, no, okay, first of that. all, no, you don't. You don't know what no, you, you like. Know. But also, like, whenever men say that, they don't mean, like, you look more beautiful without makeup. They yeah. mean you look more beautiful with, like, the natural makeup. Exactly. They you know, don't like, know what they're talking they about. They don't understand. No. Like, that's the – oh, my God, I was watching this tutorial and it was like, um, this is my – yeah, this is my no makeup makeup. And it was like, you're clearly wearing a lot – a full cake face. You're just not yeah. wearing, like, a cut crease. And then I watched this new one, which I think I mentioned before, but skin makeup, where they're like, mm. that's true no makeup makeup. But it's still like a 30-minute routine of people like spot concealing and putting on a bit of blush here and there. And I was like, ah, the levels. Yeah. It just becomes like, yeah, because if you're doing it 
if it makes you happy, like obviously I'm not, I'm not judging yeah. you. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. But in the same way, like if if you're like doing it for say work, say you work in an office and stuff, because we've obviously got quite creative jobs, and I don't think anyone cares particularly what we look like. No. Um, when we're going to do our day-to-day stuff. But I know that, like, when I used to work in an office, like, I would have to do makeup every day because that was expected because of society. And in a weird, like, turn of events, me and my my boss both caught the train in together and would get on at the same station. And so we'd, like, bump into each other at the train station and I'd have, like, no makeup on looking like, yeah, and I would do my makeup on the train, and she'd watch me, and I was like, I wanted that extra twenty minutes of sleep, <laughs> yeah, more than I wanted to not look like an idiot on the train. <laughs> yeah, that she just would watch me kind of do my makeup, and then I would like look fresh, you know, fucking finger quotes yeah. for work, where it was purely like like Nina said, like spot concealing and like some mascara and some brows, because I also have. Like, even though I, I shave most of them off, I've got really sparse brows mm. that look, I've been told that I look quite sickly. If, oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, if I don't have them painted. Who said that to you? I think, well, because, like, I've just got no no brow, like, whatsoever. Like, it's it's so faint to really, like, look at. Um, so I have to draw them on every day uh, if I want to look like I have eyebrows. Um, but isn't that like a trend like as well to like not have any brows? Like, isn't that? Oh a yeah, to be yeah. Bleached? Mine, mine are weird because they're sparse and their hair is quite light. But boy, are they there <laughs> and white? They're just like wide, but like they'll have like a mill of like between each hair. Oh, they look like nineties eyebrows. They're like you know how no one had any eyebrows in the nineties. So no, yeah. Zoe's got wide ones because the nineties ones are really yeah. narrow. Yeah, mine are, like, really, really wide. And so I shave the bottom part off. I shave it probably a third of the bottom off. Oh, my God, that's Um, heaps. And then I shave uh, half the tail off as well because I wanted more eyelid space to draw on. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) And I was like. That's a good trade-off. But it lifts your eye. Isn't that, like, part of the thing? Like, people that do cat eye or whatever, then they, like, shave the top of their eyebrows up to give them, like, a kind of lifted. lifted Yeah, definitely. That's clever. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One of the things that I always get, because I think in our group, Cass, like I'm the makeup bitch, so I get all the makeup questions quite a yes. bit. And one of the things that I'm always like, what the, the big go-to question I get every time is like, how to apply false lashes. 
and I do do it wrong, but um, that's the way I learned and that's the way I feel the most comfortable doing it. So that's how I do it and that's how I've done it since I was a teen. But it's just practice and having to, like, tell people that where I'm like, oh, just don't wear any other makeup and just keep practicing till you get it right. I, I have asked you this question before and yeah, there have been times where your answer has been like, just fucking do it. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's, what are you going to do? Get some glue in your eye? Fuck it. But I think if you want to learn how to do it, like if you're like doing a look and you're like, oh, I just want eyelashes for this one look and it's not going to be like one of the things that I do frequently, like yeah, just do it. Like you you won't fuck it up that badly. But if you want to learn how to do it, because I like I wear lashes if I'm wearing makeup, like full stop. Like, that's one of those things that I can't do without. Like I would rather wear lashes and no foundation than than not wear lashes. Like well, I think if you're doing like a good beat friends. face, you need to wear lashes. Like it's the rules. Yeah, like you need to. It's it's them's the rules. Them's the rules. But like I'll do like if I'm doing like a a like. Any anything like lashes is just the thing that you know. Some people are like, oh, it's my brows. Some people are like, it's my lipstick. Mm. Like if I'm not wearing that, I don't feel confident. I'm like if I'm not wearing my lashes, I don't feel confident. So what's the rest of your makeup routine? Because we've gotten your eye makeup and we've gotten your lashes oh, and yeah. your brows, but what do you do for this skin? I uh, use the Ordinary's primer at the moment. That seems to be the only one that's my skin is enjoying. So that that'll do. And I got the, what is it, It Cosmetic CC Cream, um, which I quite like. Everyone was like, it's really lightweight and it's great. It's not. It's thick as hell. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it is It is heavy as I mix it with the primer because I find it so heavy and to lighten it up a little bit just on my skin. But I like it. I bought it two shades too dark, so it's going to be great this summer. Beautiful. Uh, but this winter it has been a choice. <laughs> and that, and then I, I use powder for everything. I um, used to cream everything but i used to do use cream products cream contour cream blush cream highlighter but that i think purely i changed because i didn't want to have to keep washing the same brush oh you're one brush for everything i that's yeah and so i was like fuck this shit just i a friend got me a contour palette which i use as a bronzer and I bought some blush, which is a new thing for me as well. Like I never used to wear blush until this year. Then just highlighter is the the same fucking NYX pan that I've had for like three or four years That's now. That's awesome. That I've definitely hit pan on and I'm like just Oh my God, send it to me. Of. I'm going to upload it to oh, fan porn. I, <laughs> I will. want it's, that it's... Reddit karma. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I'll send you I'll send you some. And I'll then, use the flare yeah, friend that's pan, it. which is a friend thing. pan. Yes. Yeah, cuz I like that scraping the side of that and that is like liquid gold sh- that is just on your face. Beautiful. And I've had people be like that's a lot of highlighter and I'm like it's one swipe. It's just very vibrant. <laughs> also correct. Also yes, I know who uh, yeah. I am as a person. <laughs> And then, yeah, like, and then everything else is up to, like, how I feel in the day. I think, like, my go-to, like, if I'm, like, oh, I just want to put on makeup is, like, yeah, a big wind liner with the pop of colour in the middle. But, like, that that's at the moment. Like, there was that summer where all I did was, like, a big smoky yellow eye and I was, like, and that's That it. was good. That's the look. That was good. Yeah, and then everything's just about playing with colour. I want to talk about brushes for a second because I mm. hear that you have one brush that you use for everything. Um, how does that work? Because I literally no, I don't, have, I, I have like 
30 brushes and I wash them every week and it brings me great joy to like I shampoo and condition them. You condition I, them? Ooh, yeah. Condition because is... Because it gets out the oils, especially in, like, cream uh, blush and contour stuff. Like, it gets all the oils out when you condition, and then you shampoo it again, and it, like, cleans. And I, I'm, like, I, like, oh. wash them like they're, like, my little pets. Little babies. Yeah. And then, I, and then I put them on my ring light using rubber bands, and then I dry them in the sun facing down. It's, like, it's like a fucking ritual, man. It's... Oh, I do it. enjoy My a brush wash. get washed when I get panicked. Oh, really? No, I yeah, like... I have I have one that is the only reason that I wash all my brushes. I reckon the rest of them wouldn't get washed um, because I'm lazy. And I use the same brush for everything because... Even your well, I used eyes? to use the same brush. No, no, no. So I used to use the same brush for all my skin. So I have this like Morphe fat fucking round foundation True. brush. And I would use it for foundation and then I would use it to put on my blush, and then I would use it to put on my contour. You're fucking nasty. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was horrible. And so then eventually I went out and bought some more brushes, and now, like, I think if, like, push come to shove, if you were, like, do the minimum amount of brushes that you needed, I could probably get away with. Oh, I'm doing the math here. It. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, eight, eight brushes brush. to do my face, if like, minimum. I wow. fucking use so many, man. Like, I... I use three to do my eyebrows, though. Three? So. Oh, that's... I use yeah. I use three for my eye. No, I use so I have a different brush for. I have one brush for blush, one brush for concealer, one brush for mm-hmm. foundation, one brush for contour and blending, and that's just like the first layer of cream on my face. Then I have like one <laughs> brush for putting powder on, another brush mm-hmm. for blush and bronzer powder. And then another brush for blending that. That kind of stays a bit clean. So it just, ble- like, it's disgusting. Like, I have too many. Br- I use three to four brushes on my eyes alone. Then I have a brush that I use on my lips. And then I have, like, two for my eye. Like, it's not. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It's, it's, it's a process. It's a process. But then I also, like, I have a little grow bag. Actually, I have it here. It's this little thing. Oh, oh and cute. And it's, it's got everything. It's got, like, because, you know, when you get minis of shit and people, and you're yeah. just like, I don't know what to do with it. So I just compile them all and put them in this tiny makeup bag, which I just, like, carry everywhere, even to the pub. For, For touch-ups on the go, like that yeah. Zoolander kit. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Zoolander, not to be sniffed at, except for <laughs> yeah. the whole movie when he's a fucking dumbass. That's what me yeah. and Zoolander have in common. We like to touch up and we're stupid. Um, <laughs> but, like, I've got this thing filled with minis and it's just, like, it's got, like, also, like, moisturizer and, like, it's got an oil cleanse and, it like, oh, what's it called? A balm cleanse. It's got, like, mm. everything in it. But in this bag, I only have – I've got four brushes for my entire face. Yeah. So I figure, like, if push comes to shove, I could push probably comes just to do, shove. Like, one foundation and cream everything blush or apply cream with my fingers and then, like, Pat one powder brush and then like two for my mm. eyes. That double yeah. eyebrow. You can get yeah. away with it. I think it's like if you're doing the same thing every day, you just have designated brushes for that one yeah. thing. You're like, yeah. this is the one that I do like the crease of my eyelids with, and it's the same shade. I don't every want to like and cross my dark contaminate. Shade. Contaminate. I don't want to contaminate. Um, yeah, but I don't. I think I wouldn't put my concealer and my contour brush in the same thing because if I wanted to conceal, then it would be all brown for the contour color, and then I, I'd be yeah, she's fucked wrong. in the head. Well, I did the same thing that Zoe said because I will do an actual full face of makeup. Oh, I want to say if there's a party on, but sometimes not even then. So she's so brave. (laughs) She's so brave. I've seen her just be like, yeah, and just gone out. It's a brag to not do a full face of makeup. It's not. Well, Mm. okay, I'll talk about my makeup history. So when I was younger and in like sort of the last years of high school, I started getting cystic acne, and it was it was not 
it was not the worst that cystic acne can be, but it was really painful. My skin got really bumpy and I remember putting on a full face of makeup for a drama show and I remember looking in the mirror and just crying because it didn't it didn't make a difference and it, to me at the time you know a teenager very self-conscious it looked like mm. I was trying to cover up something hideous and because and that almost made it worse for me so I just felt terrible so I ended up having a bunch of skin treatments which I've talked about and doing all this stuff and so my makeup so I, that probably affected me so my makeup now so if I mm. if I'm just going out day to day the sunscreen I use, I feel like that kind of evens my skin tone out a bit. And if I'm going out and I want to impress a person, I will spot conceal any pimples or major scars I have. And because, because as a recent thing, because I mentioned I have had my eyelashes done, I may also curl them. End of list. Who is so she? So if, if I can and be- what brush do you use for the, the one thing that you do? <laughs> Well, How that's the thing. I've had I've had a few things come up and so whenever we've had like a film shoot for work, so I'll do that. <laughs> and then I will also put on just because cameras and lights and everything wash you out, I will put on brown eyeshadow on my eyebrows to make them look like eyebrows because my hair's quite dark, so it just makes my face look a bit more even. And then sometimes I will put foundation along the corners of my nose, corners of my eyes and under my mouth where I just have a bit more shadow. And that's the makeup I do. Oh, and mascara if I haven't had my eyelashes done. But that's it. And then because of that, I've got set brushes. So I've got my brush that has <laughs> eyebrow powder on it. Sometimes I just don't even dip it in. I just pull the brush out. I'm like, it's probably yeah. got residue yeah. left over. I do yeah. that. I think it's just easier. And I've got I've I've got the full set of like 30 brushes that I bought when I was in my makeup phase. And I was like, you can just do this to your face. And I do the same thing as Nina. I use like four brushes for my eyes. I've got like all these under eye ones that you... Do all your liner eyeshadow you, like, with pat to like you pat them in. Oh yeah, there, I've got a fluffy mm-hmm. brush for like packing the color. I've got a blending brush for blending Ew. the color out. I've got little small <laughs> ones for really touching up the the little white bits in the corners. I've got little round small mm-hmm. fluffy ones for doing the details. But oh. oh, I just and I think if I even now if I'm doing a full face of makeup because my skin's iffy, if I'm doing a full face of makeup to go out for an event and I've already decided that that's what I want to do. Sometimes I will do a full face of makeup and my skin hasn't agreed because I haven't done makeup in so long. I don't know what's changed. So I'll take the whole thing off and start again, which is very depressing. And I'll just look at my skin and it makes me feel very bad about myself to wear makeup oh, yeah. a lot of the time. That is truly a humbling experience when you're like, I look amazing. Like, you know, those nights where you like wear makeup and then you sweat most of it off and you're like, maybe my skin is great. And then you wash your face and you're like, nah, still red. Still no, red though. No, mine's, <laughs> mine's still, the opposite. Pretty red mine's girl. the opposite. Sometimes sometimes I'll put makeup on. Different meat! No, different meat. Not even different meat. Different levels Face of sort meat. of being accepting of my own skin. If I put makeup on, I will still be able to see all of the things I don't like about it and it looks like I've tried to cover it up and it'll make me feel terrible. Or I'll put makeup on and the makeup will react to my skin. And yeah, maybe the makeup's expired, but I'll, it'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll react to my skin and it won't actually sit on my skin. It'll crack off. It doesn't this matter if I put you oil on it. Yeah. I, I use a primer. I use a primer. Yeah. I use like the I use Sorry. the Too Faced Hangover one. But sometimes it just Too Faced has gone downhill. Exceptionally okay, well maybe I just need a better primer. You guys need to help me. I don't know. So yeah, the, the, the mo- I'm gonna go for Christmas. Get you like a big set of like the basics and <laughs> Thank just be you. like, here you go. Well, that's Good the thing. Luck. The most recent time I tried to do makeup was a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, special event. I'm gonna do like a full face, and I put the foundation on, and it looked horrible, and I was shattered. I was like, I look, I can't even put makeup on. Like I look worse with makeup on, and it's not that not like I look great without makeup. It's like no, this didn't even help. 
I don't know though because <laughs> makeup I makes you. me sad. But I definitely went through that. I just stopped wearing makeup and then I started going out not even wearing makeup, which is so rare for me because I'm like, I need at least something to give the appearance of like, to make me feel better. And then when I put makeup on for the first time, I was so shocked. Like I was like, I was like, it doesn't look right. Like it didn't necessarily. Yeah, that's not what my face yeah, looks like. Yeah, it didn't like. look worse, but I was like, oh, this is clown shit. I was like, I look like a clown. I look ridiculous. I look <laughs> like someone that's raided their mum's makeup and this is not a vibe. Because I think if I just did that makeup now, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's how I normally do it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God. And also when I was, so I did a Zoom meeting. I don't know if you, I told you about this, but like I did this Zoom meeting and I was like, I'm going to be clever. I'm going to go into Zoom and I'm going to be doing my makeup in Zoom so that I know how, like, washed... Because you, you get a bit washed <gasps> out in Zoom. Yeah, that's yeah. clever. Yeah. So I go, I'm going to do my makeup in the Zoom camera, and that way, like, I'll be able to do the perfect contour and shit, like, for Zoom cameras. Because I was finding out, like, things weren't looking good in, like, when I just did it in my normal mirror. Mm. And then I, like, I was like, wow, like, it's really not showing up. So I was, like, putting blush, like, all over my face. I was mm. like, oh, like, going go crazy. And then I was like, this is a good level. And then it turns out it, the meeting wasn't on Zoom. It was on Google Hangouts. And the Google Hangouts camera is different. So I, like, oh, no! answer the call. And I just had a full red face. Like, there was, like, blood <laughs> all over my head. And then I was like, oh, my God, I look so red. And it was, like, with a really fancy company. And I was just like, fuck. Like, I've already just oh. destroyed. I look like a crazy person. Like, it was insane. <laughs> That's so clever, though, to do it in the app. No, I think, it's not, because well, then they might have the other app. If, and it, well, if, if you were going to be on Zoom, you would have looked flawless. Absolutely schmick. flawless. Well, that, that's the thing I had to figure out doing Zoom meetings with being like, okay, the things I absolutely need to do is lighten up those parts of me that have a bit of shadow in there. So literally foundation like between my eyebrows and stuff and then mm. making sure I give myself eyebrows, otherwise I look sick. Oh, another thing I do as well, I use... See, we all look sick with our yes, eyebrows. Yes, that's true. Because <laughs> I've been... <laughs> Shut I've up, been stroking there with my little spoolie, and they have been growing into big, thick caterpillars. Yeah, I gotta get some. Oh, I did on. buy. I went to like Emco Beauty. By the way, I fucking love Emco Beauty. It's like the Woolworths version of Glossier. Ooh. I'm working for big Emco Beauty, um, <laughs> but yeah. they have these. I got their eyebrow pencil, which sucks, but the spoolie's like just the right amount to fuck up my eyebrows in just the right way. Yeah, and it was like five dollars after sale possibly even before sale but they do also a really good eyebrow mascara which is like a dupe for glossier boy brow because yes i have gone to the states yes i have tried glossier oh boy my brow. God. Um, yes i did run out and guess what i went to emco beauty got their eyebrow stuff and it fucking it was so good and they also do a, a really good dupe for um there's like a glossier called cloud paint which is like a cream blush and they do oh, yeah? this thing Ooh. yeah emco beauty does um lip and cheek tint in dusk and it's the same like it's not the same texture but the tint lasts really long on your lips and your cheeks if you that's Hell really yeah. cool and it's like five bucks and like now i'm just like why the fuck would i ever buy a brand <laughs> yeah anyway. well i guess i'm going to woolies on the way home so yeah it's so wild. I feel like makeup has changed so much since I was little. I also like I used to do a Stanford mm. makeup when I was <gasps> like, yes the competition, and like now I'm just like I had no idea how to put on makeup because you just like but it's, it on your face. And put, but put, it's different. Blushes. It's yeah. different because it's so far away. Like you, you look sick. Yeah, you paint, yeah, for, the you paint for the back row. You look That's very true. sick if you don't go way too overboard. I remember doing yeah. concert makeup as a kid, and you look at the photos of you backstage, and you're like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also remember, though, like, I feel like makeup... I don't know if you've read Tina Fey has that memoir, and in her memoir, she basically, like, she went to some group where there's a group of women, and someone was like, when was the first time you 
realized that you were like being objectified by men. Mm. And I think like the first time I realized it was when I was like 12 years old and I was wearing like a full face of makeup after us at a Stedford and we were just like, me and my mom were just drinking in like an RSL and like men kept looking at me and I was just like, this is like any my, I like my little brain was like, oh, and yeah. after that, like, not like I always wore makeup at that level, but definitely like I started wearing eyeliner all the time. Maybe because it was yeah. the 2000s and everyone just wore eyeliner, but it was just this weird went, thing of like, oh, you didn't need much of a push, but it certainly was yeah. a push. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, a man looked at me because my face looks like this. And I was like, now I'm just like, oh, I hate everything about being a woman in the, no, but being was, perceived as a woman. Yeah. yeah. And the way that. Yeah, just to be viewed as a yeah. woman. So I just think it's really cool, Zoe, how you're like doing the opposite of that. You're like, don't look at me. No, don't look at me, but like, I don't. Look at me, but I don't care if you're attracted to me, bitch. Like it's yeah. so fucking. Good. Look at what I've done. It's good. <laughs> I had this. I had this. Thing, I said this to my mum the other day, and and I think I broke her brain a little bit. Where I I, I was talking to my dad, and my mum overheard me, and I said something along the lines of like, "Oh, I just don't laugh if men aren't funny." And my mum was like, "Option? What? <laughs> you can do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've just, like, and it was a conscious thing because you had you have to unlearn to do that as a safety mechanism." <laughs> Yeah, as a safety mechanism. And I was like, I was like, oh, now, especially in the industry that we work in, like, I- I'm not here to placate anyone. I'm not here to make sure that someone's feelings, like, that that a man is feeling exceptionally good about himself. Like, that's not my job. That's not my responsibility. Especially, like, if this man has kind of nothing to do with my life, bar the fact that, like, we are currently working on a project together. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you're not my partner. You're not my dad. You're not, like, a, someone I genuinely care about. You were just a person that I know. Yeah. And I don't um, give a fuck about you. Just... And I don't give a fuck. So I've just, I've like made an active effort recently to just stop laughing when men aren't funny. And it it hurts them and it confuses them. And my mum was just so shocked where she was like, I just didn't even think that that was an option not to do that. Yeah. And then my dad made a joke about it and my mum laughed and I didn't. And I was like, and he looked at me because he was like quite, he was like, oh, oh, it is quite um, affronting when when it doesn't happen. I was like. Yeah, see, you can just choose not to. I was like, Mum, you just don't have to. When he's not funny, you don't have to laugh. That's so hardcore. I've, that it feels so harsh. Ever. I mean, to to do it to someone that you know and care about and stuff, but like about. a stranger. Oh, I mean, my, dad, my dad's pretty <gasps> chill. Yeah, like I just I just don't think it's like I think as, especially in the industry that we work in, I think being a, a funny woman, like fucking finger quotes, like you hear it so much where you're like, oh, she's pretty funny for. For a lady, she's pretty, you know, for a chick, like, uh, uh, like, oh, you know, not a lot of girls make me laugh, but you're, you're pretty fucking funny. And I was like, nah, nah, I hate that mentality. I hate that fucking bullshit. Fuck them. Uh, I'm still very much the opposite. I'm like, I'll laugh at your jokes if you laugh at my jokes. Ha ha ha. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm not getting the same. Res- yeah, I feel like I'm not getting the same respect back. So, like, why why bother? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, I think in the past couple of years, like, that's what's kind of, like, really triggered is that, like, I'm like, like, I'm an exceptionally maternal person. And that's just kind of my, my personality and stuff. And I have the need to, I'm wog as well, so I just kind of need to feed and shelter and praise it's great to know i love you. this um <laughs> yeah i'm very good i'm very good you will get well fed you like next time Hell you're in melbourne yeah but i just was like oh man i'm putting all this effort in not not that like i was a conscious thing it was just like this unconscious thing that i was doing and i like had two two straight male roommates at the time and i was like huh i'm cooking dinner like four times a week 
and now they're starting to expect it and now they're being a bit like when's dinner not being bossy made or, yeah they were like oh zoe you're making yeah they're like oh zoe you're making dinner tonight and i'm like oh they're starting to expect mm. it and, and it's very like i was the only uh, only like afab person in the house so there was Wait, did you like say this you're the only thing acab with... person in the house afab, AFAB. <laughs> AFAB. <laughs> i was like leave that house you have to have a 100 <laughs> acab house you can't have all acab yeah, all the you time you can't have two out of three being acab you can't have one out of three. no sorry i was I was assigned copper birth, so... Wait, what? Um, oh, assigned female birth. Assigned female at birth. birth. Gotcha. Wow, yeah. I can't believe so, I haven't heard... My God, I love this. Okay. Yeah, AFAB and AMAB. Oh my I God. think that's a really assigned good way. Assigned copper birth. That's a funny... Surely that's like... Yeah. That's got to be a joke. I know you so. That I think we started making that joke as soon yeah. as they were like ACAB and like me and Cass and like the whole little like <laughs> Melbourne crew were just like a song. Like, of course, that's what that birth. means. There's no other meaning yeah. for that. <laughs> There's no other word that it could be. Um, yeah, so just like this, this rejection of the male gaze and this like expectation of like gender roles and stuff. I think like with my gender queerness as well, like it's not like. You, there are some gender queer people who are like, oh, I present male like someday and female others, and it's like a very fluid back and forth thing. Where for me, I was like, I will be both simultaneously uh, in how I present myself and how I act, and that means taking on a, and actively like unlearning all the bad behaviors that are conditioned into women. Yeah, that's, that's a good um, task. It's a monumental one. Yeah. Oh my. God. It's a mon- it's a monumental <sighs> fucking task, and so it's just like you know every now and then you'll be like you'll catch yourself doing something because you've been conditioned yeah. to do that, like because you, you were like conditioned female. You're like, oh, that is something that I was taught to do, so I'm gonna stop yeah. doing that and like make up and and how I presented myself was the first thing that went out the window. I was like, nah, fuck it, and so like like started fucking up my hair. Even like like things like I just had never worn my hair curly up until this year and I have like naturally really curly hair and I would just always That's straighten incredible. it because it's that was so beautiful so like the, the, having, the concept of beauty and I was hair like is queer I just and it makes me furious <laughs> yeah straight hair yeah it is it is it truly is method. and oh it's so much fun I my hair is so big I kind of didn't realize it like my mom's obviously both my parents have curly hair like we're very ethnic um it was obvious that I did but I just straightened it for so long that I'd kind of forgotten what it was like to have hair like that and then I was like oh this is just another rejection of that because I would straighten my hair to look prettier finger quotes yeah (laughs) yeah finger quotes for cis men and then I was like you don't want those oh I'm not dressing yeah I'm not dressing I don't want them fuck them like I'm not dressing for them anymore because straight hair is more manicured in some way like it's been yeah yes exactly styled which means you put more effort Mm. into your hair and as well it's longer yes yeah Mm. it's longer it's more feminine it's like oh you can do that you can play with it more and you can like touch it and it's like a whole thing um and like also like men and ponytails like is a whole fucking thing so and then i was like nah fuck it and so like i bleached the shit out of it and cut it all off and even my hairdresser was kind of like she was like this is an interesting haircut that you are asking for. And I didn't want to be like, oh, yes, it's exceptionally queer. That's what I'm asking for is a very queer haircut. It's a fantastic haircut. Thank you. I'm really, I'm really, I I genuinely, in a weird way, and this is the perfect podcast to, to mention it, uh, this, uh, this haircut I feel genuinely very beautiful with, which is something I hadn't felt 
for a long time and I got it done and I like teared up. I was like, I'm very pretty. Yeah, the thing, I don't, there's, there's, there's that difference between male gaze pretty and when you feel beautiful yeah. and it's different. I, yes. I, I've had my own experiences with this. I remember I had someone that I was going to have a lot of fun sinning with and I was like, do you have any requests? And they were like, wear something that makes you feel sexy. And I was like, okay, for you or for me? Because it's really different. And that moment made me realize if I'm trying to look attractive for like the male gaze, you're not allowed so to different. wear the squirrel suit. I know, no squirrel suit. Yeah. telling me. <laughs> but it's, it's no, entirely different into when yeah. I'm dressing for myself around the house because I, I love mirrors. I think for me, it's different for everyone, but for me personally, mirrors have really helped with my own self-confidence. It's, I think for the experience I've had, because I grew up in a family home full of mirrors and having mirrors around me all the time, having mirrors in all the bathrooms, having to see yourself constantly, it's like the normalization mm. of a body, but it starts with your own. And mm. that I yep. found it really helpful. A lot of people don't, but I would recommend giving it a crack. Just look at yourself all the time. But because I have all these mirrors around, I would dress. I found out that the way that I like to dress that makes me feel like pretty and sexy and cute and like fun and like myself is completely different to if I'm trying to appeal. Yeah. I remember messaging, messaging them back and being like, wait, wait, I've just realized that this is different. And we had this discussion like, like years later mm. and I was like, oh my God, you helped me realize this one thing. And we had this whole discussion about it. And I think for them as well, like I feel, I feel like the idea of a male gaze it is perpetuated obviously, but I don't think it's universal even to men. Mm. And it's this yeah. weird thing that we keep perpetuating. And oh, something I saw on TikTok recently that blew my mind was about internalized male gaze. And I, I know about that conceptually, but the girl talking about it was saying that she realized she had it because she would find herself like self-correcting if she was alone to look pretty. Like no one else in the room and she'd do things to like make sure she looked pretty and she realized that it was a result of an internalized male gaze because there's always a viewer. Mm. That's so true. It reminds me of um, that episode of Euphoria, how it was like, have you seen Euphoria where there's like yeah. the hot girl, popular yeah. girl and like the popular guy and it was like, she doesn't enjoy sex, she just watches porn so she can figure out how to mimic yes. the women yeah. in the porn and you're like, oh God, and then you're like, oh, I've totally done that. Um, oh yeah, oh so yeah. Gross. I feel like now I dress predominantly for how I think, I don't know, how I'm comfortable with, but also just like. Not to be like female gaze, but I'm like, oh, I like I dress for the, like the hey mamas on TikTok. <laughs> and yeah, I knew it makes me feel way better about myself, and I feel like my body is more conducive to like because I don't have any tits, and I like have really like I got a really square masculine body, and so like wearing shirts and like kind of looser fitting stuff feels better, I guess. Also, it's so much more comedian, comfy. So like our default is we have to wear fucking flannels and jeans, and like that's just. I just do that, but with short sleeves now, and I feel very comfortable because yeah. I so, could do stand-up yeah. comedy whenever I want. <laughs> well, I think that that's actually something I was thinking about because one of my goals for this year was doing stand-up, and something that I thought about even while I was, you know, writing all my stuff, the thing that I kept thinking about was, like, how are you going to dress because you're going to be perceived a certain way, and I know that the way I dress day-to-day -day is, like, really colourful, like, dumb, fun, fucking love it, quite feminine, I couldn't quite classify my dress sense, I guess, but I realized that if I wore it on stage, it would look like a costume and I'd look yeah. like a girl trying to look like a fun girl who was quirky. And I'm like, yeah. no, in the context of a stage, I can't do that. So I'm going to have to dress down <laughs> so that I am more palatable to an audience. I think I think your, your dress sense is so 
it, it's beautiful. And, and I, I also can't imagine anyone else pulling it off but you. <laughs> like, like in, in such a lovely way that it is so reflective of the kind of personality that you have. You have this kindness and this sweetness to you with, like, this cheeky fucking comedy yeah, so underneath plus, it. I think that he's, like, weird comedian internalised misogyny because, like, he's going yeah. to wear great mm. things on stage and great dresses. Like, Cal Wilson always wears, like, beautiful skirts and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Daniel mm. Walker... Like, but for me personally, I think, like, I used to wear skirts and at some point I was like, I don't think I feel comfortable. Like, I don't wear skirts yeah. in life. Mm. Is that what, what? In everyday life. So I don't yeah. wear them on stage. Yeah. But I think also part of my, like, internalized misogyny, which I, like, definitely have because, like, I yeah. grew up in the comedy community since I was 17 and, like, I used to hate women that were comedians because I was like, yeah, women aren't funny except me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's that thing. You're taught to be competitive. Yeah, and like, there can only be one. Um, realizing, yeah. realizing that you have that thing that makes you fight against other women, holy shit, that's a day in your life, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. It's a shocking time. And then you're like, yeah. no, I'm fine. Then you're like, no, I'm I'm fucked. But I think, like, there is something as well, especially sometimes you do a room, like, as a female comic, and you get up there, and the jokes land, but they just don't land as well as they normally do, and, like, good jokes, and you just know, you just know, you're just like, oh, I've gotten up here, and it's, like, a low-key, like, oh, no, this is a woman vibe, like, and, like, it's so, and those nights, like, fucking suck, but I think part of, for me as well, is, like, the other reason that I feel more comfortable in shirts is just because, like, you know, the audience goes... She's like a woman, but like she's wearing a shirt. So like, yeah, maybe she's not a real woman. Yeah. Maybe she's like more of a man. Like, I don't know. My brain probably just does that a little bit. But in no, that, I that, do feel more comfortable in a shirt. That was one of the things I thought about. Was like, I want to, mm. I want to come across as relatable. And mm. the the default for relatability is masculine. Yeah, like it, it, it yeah. is. It is. It's it's one of those things. If you want yeah. something to appeal to a mass, when people talk about neutral. It's often not really neutral. It's more leaning towards the masculine. The other thing is when you go on stage as a woman, like this is something that I've thought about, which I don't think is necessarily true, but like people look at your body like yeah. that in a way that yeah. they don't inspect a man's body. Like mm. they will be like, yeah, what kind of body is that? And like, yeah, I've heard people make, like I've been in the audience of comedy shows where like a woman has gone up and even if she's worn pants, like if they make her butt look real good, like. I've heard like men remark on that as soon as she goes on stage. They don't listen to what she's saying. They just go like, but her butt, blah blah blah, wanna f- whatever, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like really fucking intense. And so I think that's kind of another reason. Like I definitely just wear like I always wear like a baggy button up and skinny jeans or just like straight like jeans because it's like yeah. Well, it's that that kind of yeah. Billie Eilish. Yeah. And I'm, I think that it's like if I cover up my body, then you have to listen to yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm saying. lucky enough not to have tits, so like that kind of isn't a problem for me. That I know that weirdly, it's like a problem for other people to be like, like whenever mm. they wear shirts, they then have to wear like a cami under the shirt that goes quite high, so that they don't have like huge cleavage. Yeah, so which you, which aren't. is literally something you can't help. It makes me so upset that it's yeah. seen as a sexual thing. It's oh, angry. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I'm very into. I love it when a woman goes on stage and wears like a crop top or some shit. I'm like, good on you. I'm like an old yeah. nana. I'm it's, like, you're, I'm you're, like, good on her. You're, you've worked through some shit that I haven't. Worked <laughs> That's yet, nice. So. I couldn't do it, but I wish I could. <laughs> oh my god, I yeah. don't think I could ever go on stage in a crop top. And it is maybe I should make it my goal. Crop top time. Yeah, yeah. we'll come. We'll, we'll come, come to a show with you, and we'll, we'll all do be crops crop in the top. audience. Oh. No, I have too many problems with my own body. To, 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 that's a whole different. <laughs> Heaven. Anyway, 
Heaven um, forbid. So shall we do a little rundown of what has made being hot easier this week? I Less think we hard should. This week? Yeah. Who wants to go first? Should I go first? Go first. Or if you'd like to I go would first. I like to say fake tan, baby. It's <laughs> summer. Ooh. I have been fake tanning. I, I decided I'm just like every week I just, and it's not, it's not like black fishing. Like I don't, no. I feel so uncomfortable already just like even yeah. mentioning that because I watched this TikTok that was like, let's play a game. Is she white or is she black? And all they did was blur out the face. Oh, and it was yeah. just like, yeah. I was that. shook. I was like, oh, she's black. No. No. No, that's a girl with a lot yeah, of tan. Um, but, like, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I think I don't really like tanning anymore because, like, it destroys your skin. It's really bad. But I found that, like, mm. I can kind of get away with putting on a few extra layers of la tan and doing all no. that shit and it, like, lasts about a week. And if I use that tanning moisturizer, lasts even longer, makes me feel sun-kissed and beachy and muscly. Is that weird? Tan makes you look more muscular, which I no, I think no, it's, yeah, because it yeah. like contour, like, like yeah. makes more shadows, makes you so more. So I'm like, that's a vibe. And also because when I was little, I used to be obsessed with being tan because my dad is a tan Asian, like he's one of those Japanese guys uh, that yeah, a Asian, a Fantasian <laughs> two thousand, <laughs> a Fantasian nineteen sixty three. But because he's like comes from this Japanese fishing village, um, where his like ancestors just like pulled fish out of the water in the sun every day and went like this beautiful brown color. So like I can also I have the capability to do that. So I feel like me putting on fake tan is actually okay and it doesn't look too psycho on me. Yeah. Um but yeah. yes, it made it made going to the beach easier for me this week. Oh yeah. Brilliant. Well my being hot my what has been made oh my goodness. <laughs> the thing Oh, is it strokes? Yeah. Is the answer a stroke? The thing has made being hot easier. <laughs> the thing has made being hot easier for me this week is uh, going to the beach, actually. Yes. Well, I think Nina and I were discussing this previously, but both Nina and I, if we go to the beach, our hair gets really nice and curly. Mm-hmm. So I go to the beach. I That must be nice. <laughs> it is nice. Oh. We don't have it. Shut up. Yeah. We go to the beach. I dunk my head in my face. And look, I'm sure there's so much pollution that it actually doesn't do this anymore. <laughs> but salt water really helps my skin. So I get completely dunked. I mean, you do have to have the trade-off of like maybe not wearing sunscreen in the water at the time that you dunk your face, which then leads to sun damage and that's permanent. But if I can help my skin, I think I just need to make my own salt spray, to be honest, and apply it to my face and hair every day. Salt has made being hot easier this week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good on salt. Uh, I have a cautionary tale. Uh, it, it, I didn't. I, I done fucked up and made my Ooh, life hard. So you're breaking the format. But if you can learn, you've what's yeah. But if you can learn from my mistake, <laughs> I uh, learnt this week that if you shave your legs, do not exfoliate the next day uh, with a coffee scrub oh. because it is oh, bumpy. You got to go before and. It's I, I went after instead of before, and now my legs look like I have the chicken pox. Uh, Are you in pain? That um, hurt. And, yeah, I'm very itchy. I'm very itchy. I'm putting a cortisone cream on it every two hours. Oh, God, that's Why? not good. Oh, boy. Isn't that steroids? Isn't yeah. that? It's to, to help with my contact dermatitis, so I'm assuming it'll work for this Don't thing. S- it is Just working. Steroid, so... steroid cream on it. My understanding yeah, of steroids, obviously there are situations it. where it is very necessary but don't doesn't it make your skin thinner no i have one that's specifically for my skin 
Okay. Um, that I got for because I get contact dermatitis under my eyeballs. Um, and oh, my well, doctor was like, "It's, it's fine. Probably just... is fine if it's yeah. going under your eyes." He's like, "It's because I asked about it. So I was much. like, "Hey, man, I keep getting contact dermatitis. Could we maybe like find out what the root cause of that is so I could like not do that anymore?" Um, and he was like, "Yeah, just keep putting the cream on." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." Um, uh. So it's fine to like just keep putting on consistently. So I've been putting it on also, my legs. That's good. Different meat. To... We have to remember. Yeah, different, different meats. For different <laughs> meats. My 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 skin is so thick. Different creams for different things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, did you guys get the thing? My skin. Something I really like about my skin is if if I'm quite warm, you can just see all of my veins, and I look blue out of a shower. Different oh. meats. You guys get that? Different I hate, that meats. reminds me of the time that I went to Maya, and someone like had brought their fresh baby to Maya, and um, <laughs> don't bring a don't fresh bring a baby. fresh baby and, to Maya. Like, I. Yeah, let it play sit. like basement jacks or something, and it was really heavy, like so loud. Like, you know, sometimes they turn the music <laughs> up a little bit too much, and you're like, it's actually making yeah. this experience worse. Yeah. And I, like, was standing in line behind this lady, and her, I could see her baby's brain just like vibrating to the fucking face. <laughs> uh, uh. That's, that's how I managed. That's, that's how you I imagine you when you get out of the shower. You're Different like Doctor Manhattan. You're like glowing and yeah. like vibrating <laughs> through the sound. No, of it's just. <laughs> It just looks like blue vines crawling like up you're my like body. one of those anatomy dolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're the, the yeah, operation. Like, you can I come out of a shower, people are like, oh good, she's full of blood. <laughs> the blood the blood is moving. Thank God. What's that? Is it Twilight where they get bitten and then you can see all the veins in their arm? Or is it that's yeah. it's like you've been just freshly bitten by a vampire? <laughs> Ooh, Bella. Yeah, Bella. Anyway, that's all we have time for. Thanks for listening. Stay hot and stay hot, babies. Bye. 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 You'll never get close.